Yes, but then you also have to know when the goddess needs a nap. Yeah. And when you need to take a break. Honestly, like there's all of this, like you gotta go hard all the time, 24 seven. No, you don't. Because if you burn out, you're no good to anybody. Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, 2020 is your year. Have you been dreaming of starting your own podcast? If you have, then this is the year to make it happen. Maybe it's an idea or something that you're really good at or something that you want to learn more about. Our friends Krista and Lindsay from the Almost 30 Podcast just released the new Podcast Pro program to help you launch, market, and monetize the podcast of your dreams. Krista and Lindsay started Almost 30 in their closet floor while working full-time jobs in just three years. They turned it into a top-rated podcast with millions and millions of downloads worldwide. They've created such an incredibly supportive community. And in Podcast Pro, they're sharing exactly how they did it and all the secrets they learned along the way. You can sign up now at yourpodcastpro.com to launch your dream podcast. You can also find more information by clicking the info button of this particular podcast and check out the link there. And now back to our show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Radically Loved Radio. I am joined today by a very special guest who I'm really excited to have this conversation with on this podcast because I've been... um, stalking her for the last mm, two and a half two how long have we known each other two years four years no seriously wow yeah. time flies wait two to three years i don't know somewhere in that time frame I what year right. was the tour 2016 26 i don't remember i do not remember it was 2016 okay. summer of 2016 well there you have it my friends uh carolina gropa's on the show we need a clap track do I clap? No. <laughs> Sing sound? Totally. There's no video. I know. Nobody's even going to know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> so I was excited to have Carolina on today because she has a brand new podcast called Life with Kaka, which I'm a big fan of. And I, she's a, an incredible talent, incredibly talented producer, actress, creator, bringer together of talented individuals and she is a beautiful person inside and out and I was just excited to have a conversation with her on the podcast because we've had very in-depth conversations in the past and I really love what she's doing with the show and I'm hoping that she'll talk to us a little bit more about what she's doing with the show and what inspired her to do that and the other thing I want her to talk to us about is 
just, you know, her overall ideas on living a produced life (laughs) or an overly produced life. How do you say this? I have so many questions to ask you about, especially with our, you know, highlight reels on social media and such, which we'll get to. Mm -hmm. But I think first, just uh, share a little bit with the audience on who you are and what inspired you to create Life with Kaka. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody listening. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) I'm doing the... She's she's snapping, which means she's happy. Um, as Rosie, that was a really nice welcome introduction, by the way, you can come with me anywhere and be my publicist. Um, we met, yeah, three years ago and I've mutually been obsessed ever since with Rosie. Um, and she was actually one of the reasons that I started the podcast because as you remember, if you remember, I was kind of venting some frustrations and desires at that time during that, that yoga tour. And you were like, well, what if you did a podcast? And I was like, this sounds like a great idea. And then I sat on it for a year because yep. I was terrified. I was like, what, about, what business do I have doing a podcast? Like, who wants to hear from me? Like, I don't even know what I would say. And then I started thinking more about it. And I was like, okay, what do I have to offer people? What do I do? What value could someone get from what I may have to offer? And since I am a film producer, a lot of what has been happening in the past few years of my career is getting hit up by younger people wanting advice, wanting to pick my brain over coffee. And I just don't have the time for for that half the time. And so I thought, well, what if I could have these conversations with other producers to sort of understand what producers do, because as I'm sure you listening are like, what is, what is that? What does that mean? Even within my own industry, people don't know what I do because there's so many different types of producers. So sitting down and talking to these individuals who have chosen this, this field, who have chosen this professional identity of a producer and understanding what that means to them, what steps they've taken to get there. Um, and what that lifestyle is really like. So when I started thinking about this idea and selfishly all the women predominantly that I wanted to talk to and learn more about their careers, it just dawned on me that this was perfect because there was nothing really like it in the podcast space. Like there's a lot of actors and comedians and writers and directors with podcasts and they're all fantastic, but nothing, no one is talking to the producers. And as a producer, I know how frustrating that can be to have something you work on so hard get a ton of visibility and then you rarely get to have a moment to share your story or your perspective on that experience. And so I sat on this journey and I started recording and then I launched July of this year and I just had my 13th episode out, which is crazy talk. Um, and it's been a very rewarding project. Um, what I'm personally obsessed with and interested in is not who are the fancy people you're rubbing shoulders with or what's JLo like? Like, I don't care about that stuff. Like there's other outlets who can give you all the juicy gossip. I want to (laughs) know, you know, when you had to leave home for six months to do that project with that fancy person, how did that affect your marriage? You know, how, how did that affect your soul when you're working 14 hour days and you don't have time for self care for your yoga practice, Mm -hmm. for mindfulness, what does it do to you? And then how do you keep going? So I'm obsessed with finding out how people get through the messy parts of life, the caca. And so the name of the show is a play on my name, which is Carolina, as Rosie said, um, because I'm from Brazil. And so phonetically growing up, everybody always called me Ka 
or caca, caquinha, which has always been my nickname. And in Brazil, in Portuguese, it doesn't mean poop. It means something messy. And so this idea of the messy parts of life, life with caca, life with me, let's talk about what the messy parts of being human and going through these experiences through the lens of producing, through the lens of entertainment for now. I think the dream would be to expand beyond that and talk to women who've had interesting career paths, you know, who can sort of speak to the challenges and the realities. I think with social media, mm. oftentimes we can just get a very myopic one dimensional view of what it takes to get to that one photo that you're seeing. And I've been using this metaphor a lot of like a garden, you know, it's like you're seeing someone's garden in full bloom and you're not seeing the years of planting seeds and weeds and that you have to pull out and things oh, that you thought would grow and blossom that didn't and the frustrations that come with that. And then what is it that makes people keep going? I'm just obsessed with that. You know, when you fail, when you get fired from a job, when you like, when things implode, who are you going to be in those moments? How are you going to show up and what gives you the strength to keep going? And so the conversations I have are, we do get into some like specific things about different job titles and what that means within the context of the industry, but it really is more about this lifestyle conversation of what does it mean to be a person of color who's trying to move the needle forward and getting stories of di like diverse stories out there. Um, and that battle, you know, that's yeah. a real thing. Um, and so I hope people listening will check it out. And if you do, please hit me up and tell me what you think about it. I'm very easily Googleable. I'm at Carolina Gropa. I said Googleable. I'm at Carolina Gropa. This show's at Life with Kaka. You can, like I said, just do a quick Google. You'll easily find me. Yeah, it's truly a, an incredible show. And I've learned so much about what a producer does just by listening to your show. I was like, what does a producer do? And I love that in your intro, like the first episode, like you go into this, you know, and I obviously growing up in LA, I know a lot of people in the industry. It, it was always one of those, like I felt was a multifaceted type of role that never really had a, a, a direct definition of what it was. But when I heard you talk about this multidimensional role it was very fascinating for me. And I, I love the conversations that you have. You have great questions. You obviously do your work. Um, but, you know, one of the things that, that I want to talk to you about and ask you about is particularly you being in on both sides now as like a podcast host and as somebody that's doing the homework, interviewing these really incredible producers on your show, um, you're still doing the work. You're still out there being a producer on these incredible projects. So for you, how, how is it for you? Like, I'm going to ask you your same questions. How is it that you're able to sustain your practice and your own self care? Like how has mindfulness or yoga and meditation been played a role in, in your life, your evolution, your growth? I mean, it's played the biggest role. Um, it's played the biggest role honestly, because before I'm a, most producers, the thing you'll find most people who gravitate towards this career path are type A, they're very anxious people. They're really good at problem solving and thinking about problems that don't exist yet. And that's a really good skill to have for your job, but it does not work so well in your personal life. You know, when you're like always thinking of problems that don't exist. So when I discovered yoga, it, 
for the first few years I practiced, I just kind of went through the motions. I didn't really understand it. And then once I had a teacher who broke it down for me in a way that it finally clicked, you know, I've been doing the physical practice and I love the physical practice, but I finally understood the point of it and that the yoga really starts off the mat. And when I figured that out and I was able to bring that into my sets, bring that into my my day, my life, you know, and take those moments before a meeting and take those moments before I have to have a difficult conversation with someone to breathe and feel my body and feel my breath and actually pay attention to what I'm feeling and channeling that energy into having a productive conversation with someone versus leaning into this place of like fear, honestly, right? It's love or fear. We we choose one or the other every day. Um, That was really transformative for me. And so when I am super busy, and I don't have time to get on my mat. That is the first thing that um, impacts my well-being, honestly. And when I've gone more than like a week or two without time for a practice, it it affects me like emotionally now in a severe way. Where it, you know every time I'm in a new city working, I like the first thing I try to do is the closest yoga studio to my Airbnb because while I have tried to be very disciplined about a home practice. Like the reality is if I've worked a 14 hour day and I got to be somewhere at 8am, I am not going to wake up at <laughs> six and meditate and do like, it's just not going to happen. And you have to be patient and kind with yourself and realistic about your boundaries. And when I am super overworked, my rest is more important than, than getting up and doing whatever kind of yoga. So I have to find those moments throughout the day, but I will say that when I am, when it's absent in my life, I really feel it. I feel unbalanced. I feel disconnected from myself. I get more irritable. Like all of the things actually happen, you know, in the moment I'm able to get back on the mat, it's like I can like breathe into my body again and just connect with who I am and why I'm here and why I'm doing what I do. I think we can all, we all get so caught up in like the motions of going through the motions of life in the day. And sometimes I feel like with what I do, I blink and six months have passed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that can be very much the same narrative for your days. You know, you're going through, you're not even paying attention to what you're thinking or feeling or the mindfulness of it all. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the other side of that coin is that when you are woke AF, (laughs) you know, (laughs) she did the air quotes just now. I did air quotes. You know, when you are a woke person, it actually makes it much harder because once you know, you can't be ignorant about it. Right. Once you know, you're not like tuning in and checking in with yourself and maybe you were a little kind of, you know, not so nice to that person. You could have had more you know, just like a little more awareness for the surroundings. Um, it's a little harder, but gosh, I mean, we're all just trying to find our way, you know, every day. And some days we really crush it. And some days we don't lately. I've been thinking that this idea of a balanced life is not an overarching thing. It's a balanced day. So every day you have to decide, okay, today I want my day to be 60% work and 40% home life, you know, or 80% I'm going to relax and 20% I'm going to do the work. And if you can hit those, whatever that is for you daily, that is living a balanced life one day at a time. Because with what I do as a freelancer, gosh, it changes all the time, you know? Um, So if I can say what I really want to do today is find two hours for my yoga practice. If I did that, then I'm crushing it. You know, that is enough sometimes to just feel like I'm nailing yeah. what I'm here to do. Uh, yeah, I think that, that, I mean, that's extremely well articulated. What a great way to uh, give advice on finding balance throughout the day. I want to backtrack just a little bit because I find it noteworthy to share 
just a little bit of your background of how you you came to be where you are. And uh, you're not from L.A. You grew up on the East Coast, right? Yeah. And well, Florida is well, like, Florida. I mean, you know, I was getting there. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. <laughs> so tell us a little bit of, about what it was like growing up in Florida and what inspired you to, to move out here. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm actually from Brazil originally. And I think that's important to say because when I don't want people to think I'm from Florida, no disrespect to Florida. <laughs> I love Florida but I'm just not from there. You know what I mean? Right. And I think it's an important part of who I am in my authenticity right. to be like, okay, no, I am an immigrant. I came here when I was nine. Um, and that's very much informs where I am today and the drive I've had since I came to this country. Right. Um, and so we moved to Florida because my dad got a job that sponsored us for the green card. And so it was a really amazing time um, growing up there. And so discovered acting as a, like a my like early teens and went to college thinking I was going to get a theater degree and that's really what I wanted to do. And I auditioned for a conservatory out here in LA and as an actor, and that's what brought me to Los Angeles. But after like two to three years of the grind, and this is in 2006 to date myself, like YouTube was like just happening, you know, like Twitter had like barely started, I think. And the internet was still pretty new. I mean, like to find work as an actor, you, you didn't just go online. You had to really call people up, wait for the phone to ring. Like there were only so many slots. It was just a different time. So the writer's strike happened that year, the writer's union in LA. Um, then the economy tanked. It was just a bad time, like three years. And like, not, I was not able to get the traction I wanted. So I started producing as a way to create my own opportunities as an actor. And the first thing I produced was a play that ran for six weeks in Los Angeles. And it was one of those things where I just didn't know it was impossible. So I just did it. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was the lead in this play. I was producing it. I was marketing. I was doing everything. And it was a huge success, you know, and I thought after this show, I'm going to get better representation. I'm going to, you know, get on that path as an actor. But what ended up happening is that everybody was like, wait, you did that and you didn't know what you were doing. Like you should be doing this. Like not that the acting isn't good, but you should be this. Like you're wired for this. Mm. And that's the thing with being a producer. You're either wired for that or you're not. It's just a, it's a personality thing. It's like a stamina thing. It's a multiples, like multi, uh, what do you call it? Multitasking kind of thing. Your brain just has to be wired for that. And you have to love that most of the time because nothing's perfect, but that's how I got on the path. And then I just started kind of producing everything that came my way. And so I'm really self-taught. Uveda has one simple vision. They want to create a healthier and happier world using the intelligence of mother nature. Uveda believes in the ancient principles of Ayurveda and want to bring them to you in a modern and easy way. They created innovative and full support supplements that contain only the best, highest quality organic and wild harvested ingredients. And now they have just introduced a brand new essential oils line to go with your health journey. One of my favorite essential oils is the immunity. Aromatherapy can help boost your immune system by providing your body the strength to heal and the support it so desperately needs. The doctors over at Uveda recommend to pair the essential oil with the My Healthy Immunity Supplement Kit in order to help strengthen your immune system to the fullest. 
For me, it is a non-negotiable as I travel all the time and I'm trying to take care of my health. For more information, go to uveda.com and don't forget to use the promo code ROSIE to get a special discount on your next order. And now back to our show. That's one of the things that I, I I definitely wanted to touch on as well, which is, you know, one of the reasons why I love Carolina so much because she's always in my eyes, I've always seen, you know, it's it's the thing that the things that we don't talk about for ourselves, right? Like she has created this entire career just by her sheer will, tenacity, talent, dedication, discipline. Um, you know, she's an Emmy nominated producer which she's not going to say, I can say that, but she, she created this, this career for herself. Like there, these opportunities came by, by way of her putting the work in and not having people back her and cheerlead her on. It was like her own, by her own volition. And so I kind of wanted to talk about that because you and I have had these conversations before, you know, when you don't have when it's like you're an army of one, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I feel like there's a lot of us out there. And part of what I really love just as women of color, of being able, you know, of coming, you know, you immigrated here to this country, like both my parents immigrated here to, you know, bring a better life. I feel like growing up in Latin ho- households, it creates a, a certain level of, um, tenacity of certain a certain level of just um you know encouragement and and belief that you can create and do anything right it's like this is the land of opportunity That's right the american dream it's is the you american can dream. and you can do anything you set your mind to and i know that sounds very bumper sticker but it's true like this is for for all of its flaws america is like an incredible place for you to chase after whatever dream you have um, it's not easy and it comes with a lot of like struggle that people don't see behind the scenes. And even if I were to record like a 10 year long, you know, reality show of my life with all the struggles I've been through, you'd be bored. You wouldn't care. You know what I mean? Like you just have to, find- I would care. <laughs> Thank you. But you wouldn't you know, watch cause it'd be really boring, but no, there's like seasons of your life. And I think the most important thing you can do is constantly be reassessing. Where am I going? Am I who I want to be? towards where I'm going because you can get to many places in the shortcuts of life, but you can take the longer road knowing you're going to get there and be a person of integrity and authenticity, especially in certain industries that sometimes are primed for um, taking advantage of other people. Like a lot of the misconceptions people have about producers is that there are a lot of people who call themselves, and I'm doing the air quotes, producers, and you're like, well, what have you done? Because I can come to you and say, I'm going to produce your podcast, give me 50% of what you're making, and then you don't hear from me. You know, that happens. People get taken advantage of, and so it really... It's a bummer because it, it it puts a negative connotation into something that is already often misunderstood. Yeah. But that's just an example of like, I always thought, you know, my parents sacrificed everything so that I could come here and do right by them and go after the things that I want. So I have nothing to lose, you know, I have nothing to lose, but 
just to keep going forward. And sometimes going forward can be like micro steps because you're tired and you need a break and you're still taking forward steps that feel invisible. And sometimes you're taking leaps and you can quantify and it's easy to mark and track, you know, but as long as there's forward momentum, the pace doesn't ultimately matter. And that's the thing I think we have to remember as army of one, as warriors, as people who do have these goals and these ambitions that sometimes feel unrealistic honestly you know if you had told me 10 years ago where I like all of these things and people say this all the time in podcasts or in interviews and I'm always like really annoyed but it's true like you can only connect the dots looking backwards and you never know where a certain experience is going to take you like I, I don't think had you and I not met that I would have been inspired to start a podcast honestly like who knows but I just doubt that so every dot connects in the right ways and you have to believe that there's it's not waiting for the universe to give you this stuff, right? Like I always used to say, like opportunities aren't going to show up on your door on Amazon Prime in two days. Like you got to be out there putting in the work. But if you're always putting in the work, like the things just find you, the right things end up finding you. And then can you be ready to jump on that? Yeah. Even when you're not actually fully prepared, but you know that you're going to be prepared enough to figure it out. That you're going to be hungry enough to find the answers. And so much of what I was able to carve out for myself as a producer, like there's so much I didn't know, still don't know. But when I started jumping into like actually producing feature films that you can see and actually working on these big projects of, you know, millions of dollars, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, but I know I can figure it out. I know I have the, I'm going to take whatever time I need to read all the contracts and to understand the union rules and all of the stuff that frankly, you're never going to learn until you're just in it. And that's so much of this career path, which is why it's so well suited for my personality of like, you just figure it out as you go along. And that isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. Some people are terrified by that. They want the answers. They want everything concisely, you know, neatly in a book where they can reference. And it just is every day changing it's always evolving and it's in a way it's terrifying but it's exhilarating and that's why i think because it can have these two very diametrically opposed extremes the yoga and the mindfulness is a thing that brings me back to trying to find the middle of that pendulum otherwise like i spiral out of control i i couldn't agree anymore you know to be able to bring everything back to center back yeah. back together i was just gonna ask how uh, well, first of all, you said something about Amazon. Have you seen that meme that's like, you can't make everybody ha happy, you're not Amazon Prime? <laughs> I haven't. It's hilarious when you said that. I'm like, oh my God, it's so funny. Um, no, but what you're saying about being able to just figure it out and to have the courage to be able to do that, I think that that's one of the things that stops us from achieving what we want to do, the fear, right? It's mm -hmm. like we're either operating from a, a place or a state of love or a state of fear. And yeah. when we're operating from that state of fear, when we're feeling frustrated or we're feeling ungrounded or like things aren't really going our way, you have to be able to dig into, you know, your, your, your deepest, you know, most, uh, like hearty warrior, god or goddess sense to just continue to forge forward yes but then you also have to know when the goddess needs a nap yeah. and when you need to take a break honestly like there's all of this like you gotta go hard all the time 24 7 no you don't because if you burn out you're no good to anybody 
You're no good to yourself. You're no good to the people in your community that you love. You're no good to the thing you're trying to do. You're just trying to shove a, what's that American saying? A round square, peg in a round square hole or peg something. Square peg in a round. Square, square, square. Square. Look, we're both hip Latinas. <laughs> That's what you get. You, what happens when you get two Latinas? We totally botch American I sayings. I always get all these sayings completely a backwards. Square, around, is it like a square peg in a round hole? Is yes, that it? that's right. Okay. That's right. A yeah. round hole in a square peg. AKA, you're trying to force something <laughs> <laughs> towards oh, a direction so that good. it doesn't need to go. That's right. And that, for me, has been the hardest part of my journey, and it continues to be. I've never evolved from that, which is, can I be okay and humble and have the humility to know when I need to slow down, to say no to things that, even though they are amazing on paper, I need a break, you know? And this year, especially, I have been going nonstop. Like, I have not really stopped working since January. And I don't say that as, like... I don't wear that as a badge of pride. Like, look at me. I'm such a hard worker. No, I actually think it's a shameful thing that I don't have time for my family and friends that I don't have, like I have to miss out on birthday parties that like, I was so busy with this shoot producing this really cool documentary, but I was so busy on the day. I didn't even have time to call my dad on his birthday. Like, that's not okay. You know, that's not like, I'm not living in some nineties comedy where I'm just like this busy lady and I get home and throw my shoes off and take off my earrings and pour a glass of wine. Like those ladies are always alone, you know? <laughs> I love that she just referenced nineties comedy. Wow. That's, that's seriously. Happen. Sometimes I think that that's like, my brain has this image of like a successful, powerful woman yes. and she's always coming home and throwing the keys on the thing yeah. and taking her earrings off. And, but you know what? She's always alone. She's always alone and it takes a community. It takes a village and you have to like, remember that and knowing when you need to slow down. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said, the things that look good on paper, because I guess on paper now, since we're both like nineties kids, um, (laughs) it's now social media, right? Right. How things look on the outside. And I'll go back to the original question I asked at the beginning of the podcast about what having like this produced life looks like, Mm -hmm. because you and I have had, you know, these conversations at like Mortem about <laughs> social media and the life yeah. that we're displaying on, uh, in, in public view for everybody to see these beautiful curated pictures. And then like behind the scenes is, you know, the conversation we had right before this for an hour, just catching up on life. Right. Yeah. No, I think it's true. It's, it's the duality of that. You know, how can you, still play the game and still have this brand, this version of what you're doing that is curated and polished, but still do it from a place of authenticity. And I don't think anybody has the answer really. I think it's like some days you nail it, other days you don't. But for me, like I really try because I think there's such a, a um, disconnect between what you see and the realities. Part the hugest, One of the hugest reasons for starting the podcast was to break away a little bit of that mirage, you know, that you're seeing of like, Ooh, look, look at this. It's all glamorous. And it's like, Ooh, I'm on set. And isn't this cool? It's like, no, I'm like dying and I haven't eaten in eight hours, you know? And I try to show that behind the scenes and it's not like uh, to pity anyone. It's just that you too can have this, but is this really what you want? Because this is actually what's required to do the thing, you know? Um, and that's what I hope the podcast in these conversations with women who've had careers that are vastly different from mine, completely different paths can understand. So if you can look at someone's Instagram and say, Ooh, I want to do what that, what that woman does. I want to be that kind of producer or this kind of a person in the workplace. 
It's like, well, then go find out the sacrifices that it has taken to get to that because all you're seeing is them on a private jet somewhere in France, but you don't know all of the backstory that it's taken for that moment, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really important the more we can sort of like remind people that, oh, there's like these delicious skinny dipped almonds that are put in front. <laughs> Sorry, she's talking. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. What an and asshole. I like, got so distracted because they look really good. You guys, I'm sorry. Skinny dipped almonds, snack time. We're having a little snacks in it. Dark chocolate. Um. Oh my goodness. Skinny dipped almonds has a new dark plus sea salt. Honey, can you see? Hey guys. <laughs> uh, skinny dipped almonds, you know the drill. They're amazing. They have brand new flavors that you must try. There is a new skinny dipped lemon bliss, which tastes like, what was that? Do you remember those cookies? Lemon, what were they called? Here's Tori. Hey guys. They were what? Do you remember those lemon cream cookies? What were they called? Lemon cream cookies, yeah. Uh, Anyway, they're delicious. We have had such a great response for those of you that have been listening to the podcast that have tried the skinny dipped almonds or have gone to any one of my retreats or events and have had the pleasure of trying these delicious treats. They are non-GMO, they have less sugar, and they are really a guiltless treat. So head over to skinnydipped.com or you can click the link on the info button of this particular podcast. And don't forget to use the code ROSY15 to get your discount. Again, head to skinnydip.com and enter the code ROSY15, R-O-S-I-E-1-5 to get your skinny dipped almonds. And if you know the cookie that I'm talking about, please uh, send us a message and let us know. I think we're living in a time of busy, you know, and not making time for the things that are going to nourish us and, and give us fulfillment and give us joy and just really allow us to feel uplifted, right? So my, my next question is, just with regard to that, just going back to your practice and, you know, what you're creating and what you're wanting to do with the podcast, like, you've always been such a huge advocate of being honest and being authentic. So how, how has that how has your practice played a role in your own self-care and how is that, how do you see it guiding what's coming next for your future? I think the more I can get on my mat and some, you know, as I said, the yoga really is off the mat. So the more I can realign with that and remind myself of that, the more I can show up the best version of myself, the most authentic version of myself, which then creates a ripple effect right? And it affects everybody around me in that way. So you talk about wanting to make change, wanting to be a part of a movement and like, which I, I definitely want to with everything that's been going on and <clears throat> with like the Me Too movement and all of these conversations about equality and diversity in Hollywood, it's been happening a lot and in other industries as well. But sometimes, you know, we're not meant to be the next Martin Luther King. We're meant to just be the person who can infect the 20 to 100 people around us with good energy. So if I can show up and make someone's day a little bit better or give them a little bit more inspiration or motivation to continue doing the thing they're doing through my podcast and through who I would like to show up in the world as most of the time, because I'm also human, then for me, I feel like I'm 
I'm living my truth. I'm honoring what I'm trying to create on my mat. And it doesn't always work because as you know, like every day you show up on your mat or off your mat, it's a new day. You have a new body. You have a new set of challenges. You have a whole new thing that you have to work through. And on some days you really feel like you can handle it all. And on some days you can't, you know, and I think just being open to the days where you have that, all that energy and how you can give it away. And on the days where you maybe don't, can you be receptive to others helping you and to others like filling your well a little bit energetically? Um, And that has been a really humbling experience to do that, you know, and, and really with the podcast specifically, I always try to align my intention before I go and interview someone because the way I structure the show, since I'm interviewing producers who are very busy, I go to them. So I go to their homes, I go to their offices, I'm entering their space and that's very private. That's very important to me. It's not, I'm not a reporter. I'm not a journalist doing a piece for a magazine. I'm coming in to have a very intimate conversation in someone's home. So what is my intention? Like, what do I want from this person? What do I want to the energy exchange that's going to be recorded in these audio files that hopefully will live forever and be transmitted to a listener in Australia or Mexico or wherever they may be, you know? Um, And so I try to align with myself so that when I'm showing up, I feel connected and that person feels that and they know that I have the integrity and the authenticity to be there and try to have a real conversation about real stuff. I'm not interested in the surface level stuff, you know, and I think a lot of the guests really respond to that in that if I can do that time and time again in all areas of my life, then I feel like I'm finding it most of the time, you know, and showing up and being that version of myself. But of course I'm not perfect. I'm, it's not like that all the time. I have days of frustrations. I have moments where I don't feel like I felt connected and then I get upset with myself and I get, Oh gosh, like I, I'm the worst, you know, we're our own worst critic and, and I'm a Scorpio. So when shit implodes, I'm like, all right, well then I'm going to give up. Why do this? Like everything is very dramatic with me sometimes. And so I have to like reel it in. And, and sometimes it's amazing what some space from something can do for your perspective. Um, and that lesson is so global, but the podcast has actually taught me that where I can have a gut feeling about how I think an interview went or what this person probably thought of me. And I have a whole narrative running in my head about how I'm the worst. And this person probably hated me. And why did I even do this? And why do I bother? Like, in my darkest moments, honestly, like that's the caca, right? I can feel all of that. And then later I'll listen back and I'm like, Oh, no, this is, the person was actually really engaged. I was so in my head about, were they enjoying this that I wasn't even listening Mm -hmm. to what was happening in the moment. And thank goodness I have this recording that I can actually hear what was being said, you know, and not living in this narrative. So when I'm not aligned, that's usually what happens. And I'm just using the podcast as an example, but that that happens in many moments in my life. And I think we can all identify to being so in our heads that we're completely disconnected from what's actually happening. Well, most of the time, I think everybody can relate to that. Just not, you know, our inability to be present, to be in the moment, to be fully engaged in what's happening. Well, and be in our bodies too. Like one of the things I've realized lately is because of social media, because of the internet, because we have these devices, we live our lives chest up, you know, and we spend zero time grounding and going into our bodies. And that's why I think yoga is so important to be like, right, remember you have hips and legs and they don't just get you from A to B. Like, what is what is happening, happening there? Yeah. What is happening here? You know, can you move all of this stress and all of these thoughts through your body and out with the breath and all of that stuff? And it's it's magical when you, you're like, all oh, right, 
I need to do that. And then you do and you feel better. Like you just do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love everything about what you're saying right now. I'm like, Oh, so many, so many wisdom nuggets in there. Um, I want to be respectful of your time. So I want to be able to just ask you, um, two more questions. One being, what is the definition of freedom? Hmm. Or what is your definition of freedom? I think it's having autonomy. You know, it's being able to... Well, there's the freedom that we can discuss of like, I live in a country where I can walk out of my house and as a woman I can go pretty much anywhere and do anything and wear anything and say anything and most of the time be okay. There's still precautions, of course, as a woman you always have to take, but there's that freedom. And I think having that freedom gives you ammo to have autonomy and to feel empowered to go after the things that you want to do. Yeah, I love that. And before I ask you the final question, which... I don't want to ask you the final question because that means this podcast is coming to an end. Um, Before I do that, for the people listening, where can they go for more information, to connect with you, to ask you questions, to download your podcast? Yeah. So the show is lifewithkaka.com is a website. And then from there, you can find all of the different places where you can listen to the podcast. It's on Apple Pod. It's on Spotify. It's on Stitcher. It's on YouTube. Um, and I'm just at Carolina Gropa pretty much on all the things. Um, and you can find me on there. Hit me up, DM me. If you listen to the show, please subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about it. Um, I really want the show to be a dialogue, a conversation. I want to know what people are thinking and feeling, what they're responding to, what they want more of. Like all of that is really interesting to me because I'm still in the infancy. I've been doing it for like three, three or four months now. So it's still very new and it's still at the beginning stages. Um, so it's exciting, but can I ask you a question before you ask me the last question? Sure. Okay. Just because like, I find it fascinating that I'm like on episode 13 or whatever, and you're on episode 300 and however, whatever episode number this will be. So I'm curious how you feel like you've grown Mm -hmm. as a person, really as an individual in these 300 episodes of your show. Tables have turned, madame. Oh, like how I've grown. Yeah. Oh. What ways you've grown. I think that, God, I've learned so many lessons. Hashtag growing. <laughs> we were laughing at that <laughs> earlier. <laughs> um, how, you know, I find that I've always had a, a really genuine curiosity about people and connecting with humans because, you know, just growing up in, in LA and, you know, growing up in a very chaotic environment and then, you know, getting older and having yoga and meditation changed my life and then working in Hollywood and, you know, uh, entertainment industry and just kind of knowing a lot of people. I've always been really genuinely curious about how people live like what are they like when they wake up in the morning you know and I feel like I've always kept that deep sense of curiosity with people and all the interviews that I've done and everything that I've just learned because I feel like it 
it reduces us back to our essence and, and who and what we truly are. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like when I do that for myself, it allows me to not take things too seriously and to not be intimidated by, you know, if I'm interviewing, you know, the Dalai Lama right. or if An I'm interviewing right, yeah. the Dalai Lama or, you know, it would be the same with a friend or somebody like I look up to or admire their work like you, you know, I think that the same level of presence and curiosity uh, is, is important. And that's what I've learned. That's, that's, I feel myself evolving to a place of just really remembering why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes. Curiosity. I love curiosity killed the kitten okay sorry i just had to say that uh we're still eating these skinny dipped almonds you guys these um you guys probably already heard uh an advertisement for them so so go use it because it's pretty 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 delicious delicious. okay (laughs) right all right final question okay so i created radically loved as a forum as a place for people to come to when they're wanting a little bit more inspiration or they're uh, just wanting to learn about how to bring ritual into their life or they're just needed, needing some uplifting. The idea is that we are all radically loved and radically supported by God's source, whatever higher power of your understanding. The idea is that we are radically loved and radically supported and that the universe works for us and not against us. So the final question to you is, how do you feel radically loved? I mean, I think my parents, I feel radically loved by them, radically supported by them and every crazy thing I've ever, ever wanted to do. My mom was the first person to drive me to auditions or help me figure it out. You know, she was just always so supportive of my dreams. And, and that is, as you get older, you like really start to appreciate that more because you know how hard life can be as, as like an adult. Ugh. It's like, <laughs> I know we're both like, fuck adulting. <laughs> adulting Sorry. sucks. Um, so yes, radically loved by them. And, you know, by the, the small tribe, I feel like I've amassed and sometimes I, I don't get to see them as often because schedules are so busy and a lot of the closest people in my life are not in my same business. So we're completely all over the place, but, but it's nice to feel like when I'm feeling far from home or homesick emotionally, there are these people in my life that I can go to and and sort of like ramble all of this nonsense that I feel. And they always make me feel radically loved and supported through my crazy and through my like insecurities and all of the questions of the unknown that we all struggle with, right? No matter how much you think, you know, you just, you never know what's going to happen. And so I would say that, yeah. Thank you so much for coming to my house. Oh my God. We're in my new place, you guys. In on the, her bed. On it's the very bed. sexy. In the, in the spare bedroom. And we're having some kombucha, some skinny dipped almonds. Chewy's on the bed with us. And I'm really, life is great. I'm really grateful that you came over to do this. I'm really excited about this podcast, you guys. It truly is inspiring. I'm, I'm learning so much. And even though I'm not obviously in the entertainment industry what you learn from the people that she has on there about just life and how people deal I feel is so helpful and there's so much value there and I am you know not that she needs my validation but I am really proud of 
what she's created. She's she's done this this entire project from the inception to where it is now, and I can just see it growing. And so, please go on there, subscribe, rate, and review, and um, just send us some love. Let us know what you thought about this episode. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you, hear you, feel you all next week. Yay. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us. Message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes. Write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.